Welcome back to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My name is Sean Dykoff and I'm your host. And my aim with this podcast is to help you improve your best asset on the golf course, which of course is your body. So you can drive the ball further, get fitter and shoot your lowest scores ever. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, what I'm going to dive into is balance and stability in the golf swing. And the reason I bring this up is because the last few screenings I've done with clients have led me to see this as a common theme. And the reason it's come up is because the people uh, that I've just started working with and new clients, they have told me that they've got inconsistent shot patterns. So they have either fat shots, thin shots, or just really inconsistent contact on the face. And it's really affecting, obviously, uh, dispersion of shots, so width of their misses. And it's also affecting the distance that they hit their clubs. And one of the keys to playing really good golf is to have your distances dialed in. So we know that we're hitting towards the center of the club each time which means that we're obviously squaring the face at contact and we're hitting the ball uh, consistently at the back of the ball, so not fat or not thin. Um, So our distances are are staying relatively similar and it's only the factors like wind, etc., or humidity, altitude, um, rain, dry, hot day, whatever it is, um, that are affecting the distances that we're hitting the ball rather than how uh, good or bad our contact is. So if we can really dial that in, uh, then we're obviously going to see some huge improvements in our golf game. And for these clients, the things that they've started working on and, and we've just started addressing in their training programs is stability and balance drills. So Uh, That's why we're going to dive into this episode. So if you're someone who's struggled with inconsistent contact and you're looking for a way to improve your contact without making swing changes, uh, then working on some of these exercises I'm going to talk about today will really help you um, gain that consistency. So um, we've talked a little bit about stability in the swing uh, and why it's important. The the main reason... um, also, I'll go into a little bit about stability in the swing. We've just talked about um, the foundation of balance and why it's essential. Um, but the so stability in the swing. So if we are lacking a stable base, so strong legs which can support and balance us through a rotational movement, then we're going to start to find some inefficiencies creep in and some characteristics which are not ideal for the golf swing. So what that might look like is um, things like uh, losing posture. Um, so you know, we start rotating, we hit a, a restriction, and then we start moving the body in order to, um, you know, keep something else rotating around. So to shift the um, from the blockage to another link, which will continue to rotate. So um, the way that might look is um, we start to uh, rotate into our backswing and our thoracic spine doesn't rotate any further or doesn't have any more, you know, rotation past, you know, 20 degrees or 30 degrees. So we get to that point uh, we can't rotate any further. Our hips have also reached their uh, limitation and we can't reach a full backswing. So in order to reach a full backswing, then we start leaning towards the target and turning our shoulders uh, away from the target. So this creates a, a little bit of loss of balance and stability for one, um, but also a loss of posture. Uh, and then it's going to create, as we come back down to the golf ball, a uh, change in our low point when we're hitting the golf ball. So 
a lot of the stability and the balance issues that we have will cause the low point to change in our golf swing. And the low point is the lowest point that the club will reach when we're trying to hit the golf ball. And we want that to be just after the golf ball. And if you want to listen to a podcast where someone talks about that with a lot more knowledge about it than me, um, then you can go back and listen to Adam Young, who is the co-host of the Sweet Spot podcast. So he talks about it in the episode that he did with me. Um, I'm filming right now and I have all my screens open in front of me with notes and stuff, so I can't remember the uh, name of the episode, but I'll put it in the link down below in the in the show notes so that you can simply just click on that and it'll take you back there. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, changing our low point of our swing. So uh, what's going to help us uh, to increase uh, the consistency of our low point of our swing is by having a more stable base so that we don't have any lateral movement, so sway and slide. We don't have any... Um, any other swing faults which will come in, which could be uh, losing posture. Uh, And there's also a few others which I don't really want to dive into too much because we want to stick to uh, the balance exercises, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. But um, if we if we have shifts in our our low point, then that's going to cause the the huge amounts of uh, inconsistencies in our swing. So that's where I want you to think about when we're talking about balance and stability issues, it's going to cause those low point issues. So the exercises so the the main thing that you know most people are probably listening to this episode for are, are to try and gain some knowledge or an understanding as to what exercises are going to help to uh, eliminate this so eliminate any stability or balance issues and it's like they're just super basic exercises um, but it's just having more strength in them so that the strength that we require uh, during the game of golf doesn't exceed what we're currently capable of. So we go to the gym to build our bodies to be more resilient and stronger than what we actually need for our sport. So when we go and play our sport, we're not you know, at our limits when we're, when we're doing it. So essentially with these exercises, uh, what we're trying to do is to build our uh, baseline strengths to be significantly greater than what we uh, demand of it when we play golf. So uh, without without trying to delay any further, um, the simple exercises that we're trying to do. And um, I'll just say one more thing before I go into naming the actual exercises because I think this is a really important thing. Um, so stability is, we don't have stability in joints. So stabilizing a joint isn't making the joint stronger because the joint can't get stronger because it's just bones, ligaments, and, and tendons. And it's just being held there. What we need to build is the muscles around the joints which are the things that stabilize it so by activating muscles we pull on ligaments and tendons which then moves the bones Um, so that's the general process of you know moving the body is we um, we either relax or contract a certain muscle and then by relaxing or contracting that certain muscle it pulls on a ligament or a tendon which then pulls our joints to move in a certain way or direction so think about it like that that's how the body moves so with these exercises, what we're trying to do is to keep the um, keep the structure of the joint in place while we're bracing the muscles around it so that it's really stable and strong in that position. So what these exercises I'm going to talk about are aimed at is by creating a little bit of instability while you're doing them so that your body has to then, uh, it forces your body to then um, create the stability in itself um, by balancing during that exercise. And Obviously, 
Um, by doing that, we need to get it to a level which is appropriate for someone. So a certain weight or a certain um, you know technicality of the movement. We need to really scale and modify the movement so it meets you where you're at. And then we can obviously start getting better. And as the movement becomes easier, we can progress that and, and start making it a little more technical over time. So with um with that in mind so a concept that i really love is uh or a term that i really love and it's used a lot by golfers obviously hitting golf balls it's used by musicians it's used by um, basketball players shooting free throws Uh, and this is the concept of deliberate practice so deliberate practice is essentially practicing something uh which is just beyond our reach and not a significant way beyond our reach so that we can become better and then we just make the challenge increasingly harder over time so that our body adapts and we get more stable, balanced, strong, whatever it is. So um, with deliberate practice, so what we're looking at is if you were to, um, let's say that you were trying to shoot a free throw in basketball, then uh, most people would just go straight to the free throw line and whether they made one shot or seven or ten shots, um, they would probably just keep practicing from that free throw line. So one of the things that Steph Curry um, always talks about when he started to learn to shoot uh, three-pointers was he started inside and then worked his way out. And this was his way of using deliberate practice to make his shots better and increasingly in, uh, make the challenge harder Um, to a point now where he can go all the way back to the logo or half court and still probably make more shots than we could from, you know, halfway down the key. Um, You know, we're just nowhere near as good as him because he's just practiced this so many times. So uh, deliberate practice, uh, what we need is a clear stretch goal. So obviously to shoot the basketball into the hoop, Uh, we need immediate informative feedback. So did it go in or did it miss? And then we need focused repetition. So we need to do uh, repetitions of the movement in order to see whether it's a too hard a challenge or too easy a challenge. So the way that I would get people to do it in a free throw setting would be to start at a point uh, away from the rim where they can get seven or eight shots out of 10 in perfectly. And then once they can do that, to take one to two steps back and then practice at that next point until they can make seven to eight out of 10 shots perfectly or even 10 out of 10 if you want to. Um, But, you know, that's going to be very difficult to do. Uh, So we then increasingly make the challenge harder over time and that's going to make us a better shooter, get better at depth perception, get better at um, how hard we need to, you know, cock our wrist and and snap our wrist when we're shooting, um, how much legs we need to put into it. Um, But it's going to increasingly get more difficult over time so that we can uh, increase our body's ability uh, to the challenge as it starts to get greater. So if you think about these exercises in that sense, uh, as you do exercises, then it puts a bit of a different focus on it than you know adding weight for the sake of it. Um, say we're doing lunges, like I want you to do seven or eight out of ten perfectly, and then the other two you might feel your knee you know cave in a little bit or um, you know just not quite be perfectly stable. Um, you know, obviously, if we're loading it up, if we're loading the body up too much, and you're only getting like one out of ten or two out of ten, then there's a significantly increased risk of injuring yourself because the weight's probably too hard for you to maintain good stable balance, etc. Um, but if it's too easy and you're doing ten out of ten really easily, and um, it's it's not really difficult for you, then there's no point doing that. Like we need to make it a little bit harder for you. So. 
in saying that so that was a, a bit of a roundabout way of um, talking about deliberate practice and how we make you know movements more difficult but hopefully it just reframes uh, a way to look at exercises in the gym as opposed to um, you know I'm really good if I can do this one or that one or whatever it is so just practice repetitions at a certain one and then uh, increase the difficulty over time so um, what are some of the exercises that we're going to do so obviously I talked about uh, wanting to uh, focus on uh, creating a stable base and we want to isolate each leg at a time. So uh, I've talked about it on this um, podcast so many times before, but um, if you're new to this, then essentially we talk about bilateral exercises and unilateral exercises. So a bilateral exercise is a squat where you know we have a barbell on our back or our front or over our heads and we're using both legs and we're squatting, supporting the weight. Uh, then Uh, If we were to go to a unilateral exercise, we would still be doing a squatting movement pattern, but we'd be isolating the legs. So we could do lunges, Cossack squats, uh, step-ups, lateral step-ups, barbell reverse lunges, um, rear foot elevated split squats, um, anything which isolates each leg to have to do you know, the same amount of work as each other, um, then we're building each of them up to be uh, symmetrical and we're also building them up to be more stable than what they would be if you were to do a bilateral exercise because they have each other to help there. Uh, Whereas a unilateral, it has to do all the stabilization and the strength work itself. So we are going to see significantly increased stability and balance when we start to incorporate these single leg or unilateral exercises into our programs um, because we're going to create you know stronger muscles around the joint um, the stabilizing muscles which everyone talks about like when they're shaking when they're trying to do a, a particular thing like if you're lowering down uh, trying to do a lunge and you feel your knee uh, you know going side to side and it's trying to like find a, a middle point um, that's the sort of um, stabilizing fact there so there's little muscles either side that are pulling on um, different parts of the the leg to, to try and stabilize and keep that knee central as you're going down into a lunge um, so that's the challenge that we want the body to have because if we're not challenging it and there's not a little bit of um, that sort of uh, stabilization or oscillation or whatever you want to call that um, that particular thing, if we don't have a little bit of that, uh, then we're not going to be actually getting any better and any more stable or creating any more balance for our swing. Um, so what are some other ones? So obviously I've talked about exercises there which are really good for building strength and stability. Um, so if we want to talk about um, balance and, and stability, uh, we can talk about things like um, hip airplanes. So that's essentially setting yourself up in golf posture. So picture yourself holding a five iron and you, you're just about to hit a five iron. That's what you would call your golf posture. Um, and then from that position, you would uh, place your hands in a cross across your chest. So one hand on each shoulder across your body. Um, and then you would raise one foot off the ground. And then from that position with that foot raised, it doesn't matter where it's raised, you would then rotate into your backswing and then you would rotate into your downswing. And that is creating, um, so we're decreasing the amount of balance we have because we haven't got two things touching the ground. We've only got one thing touching the ground. So it makes more of a a balance um, element to that one leg that's uh, in contact with the ground. Uh, And then we're creating stability by rotating Uh, And we're having to stabilize as our center of mass potentially changes as we rotate around. So you can see here that this one is a bit more of a, rather than a strength exercise, it's more of a stability 
uh, and balance exercise then adding a little bit of a strength component to it so this would be for someone potentially just starting out just um, just trying to load up the leg a little bit they would maybe do this exercise first and then they might move into something like a lunge or a lateral step up or a step up or something like that um, purely because they literally just can't do a squat all the way to the floor so they need to build a little bit of that the stabilizing muscles so they would be like the vmo the quad um, the glute the hamstring to some extent um, and then even the calves uh, to a little bit of an extent as well uh, so that's that's a lot of exercises uh, that we could do um, that's some strength exercises and balance some stability stuff um, and the the key thing that i want you to take away from this is you you want to start with these exercises at a point where you're getting like i said with that deliberate practice where you're able to get like seven or eight reps out of ten perfect but a couple wrong um, or a couple you might lose your balance or might just be a little bit off foot or whatever then you know that you're in a really good spot uh, and you can make it slightly more difficult so you can make it a little more complex um, so it has a bit of a uh, bit more of a balance or stability uh, demand uh, or you can load it up a little bit heavier so that it puts a bit more emphasis on building strength around those stabilizing muscles as you're going through that movement so hopefully there's something in here that um, has really you know resonated with you or made sense to you about how to approach balance and stability training um, rather than you, you probably notice I haven't talked about all the different Swiss ball and BOSU ball and all that sort of garbage exercises because um, what they would be for and what you see the pros doing is they've mastered these uh, lower level or more basic exercises and now they're able to implement those things so that's like the they're like the Steph Curry of shooting free throws and and three-pointers by doing those exercises which we see maybe on Instagram and whatnot um, we're at the more basic level for for most of us golfers amateurs who are you know desk bound day to day and then um, go and play golf for pleasure on the weekends or, or trying to achieve the best we can in golf you know on weekends or, or days that we can get out on the course so um, two very different uh, sets of exercises which we would uh, need to be talking about there so just because uh, Justin Thomas does it or one of the other pros, uh, Scotty Scheffler, doesn't mean that it's going to be good for you. Um, in some instances, some of you listening to this podcast, it may be perfect, um, but you know it's always better to talk to someone uh, who has a bit more knowledge around this uh, and can you know prescribe you something that's a little more specific or individualized to where you're at after doing a screening or something like that. Uh, cool. So yeah, I really hope you got some value from this. If you think there's someone else who could benefit from listening to this episode, um, whether it's a concept I described or um, just the different exercises that I described or whatever, please share it with them. Um, if you did find value in it, I'd love it. Uh, if you could help me out um, by leaving a five-star rating or review uh, on the show, um, or if you want to share it on Instagram and tag me on Instagram, uh, I'd love to uh, see how many of you out there are listening uh, and what specifically um, you know, you, you saw value in from listening to this episode and how it's helped you. So um, it's a very thankless uh, thing, this podcasting, because it's just me talking to a microphone or talking to guests and I often don't get a whole lot of feedback on it. So um, any feedback that I get uh, is obviously going to help me to create more content for you guys, which is um, valuable and helpful um, and hopefully grow the show as well. So uh, it can be better for everyone. Um, so until next week, guys. Play well, train hard, and I'll talk to you next week.